Welcome to the Carry On Cast. We are so glad you are with us today. This is the podcast where we talk about the mission and the life of Easter Lutheran Church. And we also get together and discuss the upcoming texts for uh, worship this week. So I am here. I'm Pastor Jen Hackbarth with... Pastor Megan Torgerson. And Hans Vigasa. Woohoo! Great to be with you both today. Yay! And we are in the season of Lent now, officially in Lent. And we have been looking at texts in the book of Matthew, talking a bit about the theme that we have right now, which is carry on. So we're looking at how are we living out as a congregation, as individuals, um, the grace and mercy of God. And how are we taking what we learn from Jesus and actually getting on the ground and and doing what Jesus asks mm. of us, mm-hmm. um, both, like I said, as a community and as people, individuals. We are talking today another parable in the book of Matthew. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the parable about the laborers in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be looking at uh, justice and the themes of... Uh, what is enough? What is too much? What is good? All of these big questions that Jesus will make us think about. Right. Lent. Jesus. The, yeah, mm. Jesus, why you got to make me think about things? You're the worst. Um, was that sacrilegious? <laughs> A little bit, tiny bit. Um, this week, too, uh, we're kind of talking about some of the themes of life at Easter through this Lenten season. You know, what are the ways that Easter carries on the work of Jesus Christ? And, and this time we're talking about giving and um I know this story in particular um, focuses on, I think, financial giving in its own way. But I think one of the joys of talking about giving, especially at Easter, is that people give in lots of ways. They give of their time. They give of their compassion. They give of their talents. They also give of their money. I don't want to, I was about to say, I don't want to shortchange that. And I realized how... That's true. I don't want to shortchange financial giving either. But but I think that's one of the invitations of this story in particular is to think about what what are the ways that we give? What does that mean? How does that affect people's lives? How does that affect our own lives? Um, And I think Jesus' parables are meant to get us in that headspace. And this is a challenging one. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of goodness in this parable, but there is also a lot of challenge. Mm -hmm. And as is true of so many of Jesus' parables, it depends on who you are (laughs) as to how you hear it, whether Mm -hmm. you hear it as good news or whether you hear it as law, something that really challenges you. And it also depends on where you're at in life. Depending on your situation in life, you're going to hear this differently. So that's the beauty of these parables is that they travel with you throughout life and inform you in new and interesting ways and Jesus just he never leaves us alone mm. yeah Jesus yeah again we say come on um, and I think one of the things that I mean as we hear the this story read today um, to think about what person you identify with most closely um, who do you feel like you are in this story like like you said pastor Jen I think that changes um, you know depending on where you're at in your life and what you're doing Um, but as you as you hear this reading today folks uh, think about who who do 
you have uh, compassion for? Who do you identify with? Who are you angry at? I think that helps us think about what Jesus might have to say for us in this parable today. Yeah, and maybe we could do a bit of setup for this parable. Like Hans, you were uh, we were chatting before we started recording about what comes before yeah. this parable. Last week we talked about sin and uh, how many uh, times do we forgive? Uh, Seventy-seven, mm-hmm. seven times seven. Mm-hmm. A and lot. Then <laughs> we move just a brief, a few sections into uh, this story of the laborers and the vineyard. But coming before that is some other challenging stuff too. Yeah, so um, chapter 20 is really set up by chapter 19 and chapter 19 begins the journey with uh, saying as Jesus was getting ready to leave Galilee. So his ministry in his hometown or his his home region, his county, uh, is finishing up and he's starting to make his journey with the disciples really to his death, really to Jerusalem. And so uh, it's been noted in many places that I read that, that this is a major transition for Jesus as he begins to head this way. And the other cool thing is we, as we kind of read through this and, and talk about it, um, the stories that are in chapter 19 set up the vineyard story. Um, because in, in chapter 19, Jesus talks about divorce and what maybe an, an old thinking was or the common thinking was and what, how Jesus now defines that. And Jesus talks about, this is the famous, let the little children come to me. Um, it's, you know, the classic children's sermon with Jesus sitting there and kids going around, gathered around him. And I was almost saying, these little ones are my disciples too which was unheard of in that day and often unheard of in today's church as well. Uh, and then it's this, again, another famous story of the rich man who says, how do I how do I get eternal life? Well, what do you know? Jesus asks him. Well, I follow the Ten Commandments. I do, I give, I do all the things I need to. And Jesus says, well, then sell everything you have and follow me. And the rich man turns away sad because he couldn't do that. So all those three stories set up what we where we are today um, in some really cool ways, I think, about how God is upsetting the norm, upsetting the standards, upsetting the understanding. And even, I think, it pushes the boundaries of hierarchy. It pushes the boundaries of patriarchy. It pushes the boundaries of what equality looks like. Uh, and that's where we that's where we end up here today, mm-hmm. or this for this text. Yeah, Hans, the, the, the last verse of, of chapter 19 is, but many who are first will be last, yeah. and the last will be first mm-hmm. and pow that kicks us right off into this parable which mm-hmm. is a, a pretty incredible setup well let's read this parable let's since hear we've been it. talking a lot about yeah. it um, all right so this is matthew 20 uh chapter 20 verses 1 through 16 the laborers in the vineyard jesus says this for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them to the vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go to the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. Then again, he went out about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. He said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. 
Now, when, they, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, the, these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to these last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with the belonging with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Ooh. This is so great. Well, all of us have kids, and how many times have you heard? <laughs> That's not That's fair. He got the same as I did. Mm-hmm. I was there. I worked harder. Their piece is bigger. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is just like the most human response yep. ever. Yes, the sense of fairness it develops early, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a very strong sense. Yeah. Well, and and remember, too, I mean, this is one of the things we were talking about before we hit record on the podcast where, you know, some of the commentaries that we'd heard, like helping us understand this really challenging passage. And first of all, remembering that Jesus says, for the kingdom of heaven is like (laughs) not this is how you should run your business. He's not saying that this is good business practice because Mm -hmm. we're all pretty aware that it's not. But that's why he's telling the story because what the kingdom of heaven is like is so opposite from what we think we deserve, what we think is right, what we think is good business practice, life practice, whatever. Jesus is saying those expectations don't mean much when we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Right. Um, And that is just plain offensive. Right. Yes, and I've heard that this parable is the Beatitudes being lived out. Ah. That this is uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of, you know, the poor in spirit uh, are going to be blessed. And so all of this is is what's happening. Jesus is saying, all right, if you're actually, you know, these Beatitudes sound really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're lovely. Mm -hmm. But here, when you actually see them happening in front of you and you are affected by how these Beatitudes change your life and change the world, uh, I don't know, for some people in these situations, depending on who you are, justice is is going to look and feel like you being ripped off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and Hans, you were talking about, um, you know, what these workers are getting paid. Yeah. Because we, it says, you know, we've got the translation of, um, you know, the uh, the usual daily wage. Yeah. But it's literally um, one denarius. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, so the, uh, you know at the, at the very end it talks about him being generous. Am I? Are you envious because I'm generous? And it's not really generous. I think the better translation is good. I think we we talked it, about that. It's like yeah, the, the, it shouldn't really be. Are you envious because I am generous? It is. Is your eye evil because I am good? Right, right. Which means what? I don't know. But it much more of a direct, Jesus thing. Just a Jesus thing. <clears throat> but much more of a direct comparison yeah. between your right. crankiness right. and my abundant goodness. Right. So yeah. the, so this daily rage is this. Denarius, it's yeah. one denarius, and it, it's 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 like what the what you basically need to live for the 
day, what sustains you for the day. So it's not like they're getting a t- extra money. It's mm-hmm. not like they have disposable income to go watch a movie or to go to McDonald's for the dollar menu. But what it means is it supports them and their family for one day. There's this this in, um, inherent goodness of it'll last for the day. This is enough for the day. Um, so they're not they're not making a, a ton of money off of this. They're not. This is not living extravagant lifestyle. Um, it's just helping these folks survive the day. And that's what I love about about the story of him, the landlord, continuing going out and back to find more people. Like, I don't know if he needed the extra laborers. He probably had plenty. But he saw, I have people that I can help at least get him through the day. And for that, that's enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of magical that he continues to go out um, to seek more, to pay more, to provide for more. Um, helping them not be lost. Well, and if people are, you know, getting called into the vineyard at five o'clock, I mean, they've got what, like an hour of daylight yep. left? This, I mean, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of work to be done. Right. And, and the whole point is it doesn't matter. You are worthy of living another day. Right. You are worthy of getting what you need for this day. Um, that's really powerful. And who gets picked last, picked last in these situations is usually the people who can't work very well right. for whatever reason that may be. They're the ones that have to wait all day. Uh, one thing I struggle with this parable, with the interpretations of this parable, mm. is that often we lean into trying to make sure that people know that these workers that um, don't work until the end of the day, that they are not lazy. Hmm. One thing that I struggle with is yeah. that, um, does that matter? Yeah. I don't know. Right. Right. In Jesus' world, does that matter? Right. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I, I push back against mm-hmm. that temptation to mm-hmm. say, but they actually really wanted to work. They weren't just going to McDonald's or hanging mm-hmm. out and drinking their coffee. They actually wanted to do this work. Yes, but I don't know. Maybe we can be challenged even further with that yeah. idea. When it's the, the language around the landowner going out and, and grabbing these people every time is a little different, right? Right? Um, when he like in verse three, when he went out around nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. Oh, oh, oh! The lazy people at nine o'clock who didn't wake up. Well, okay, we have the word idle, but the the Greek word, the translation of it. I mean, yeah, it could be idle. Yeah, it could be lazy. It could also just be unemployed, mm-hmm. right? They, these are people who at nine o'clock at nine o'clock don't have someone who's called on them to work. So yeah, you're right. It's weird. Oh, oh, obviously something's wrong with them that they haven't been picked yet. Well, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. They just haven't. Been been picked yet and no such contention is made about the people you know called up at five o'clock in fact they get this conversation right of you know we're we're still here because no one has hired us mm-hmm. they they want to work should it matter i don't know but the the story is very careful to say there are a variety of people at a variety of times at a variety of situations and it doesn't matter they get their daily bread right yes. like they get what they need mm-hmm. for this day um it's it's and that's not our decision we right. don't get to decide who deserves to be fed today jesus's contention is in the kingdom of heaven 
all get fed. This is this is what it looks like. Yep. Which, yep. man, that's hard for us to process. And again, it, it upsets the norm of the day. Mm-hmm. It upsets what's expected. It upsets what justice has been, even up to this day, what justice looks like, what fairness looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like those words don't exist because right. this is who you are. Um, you're, my, you're my kid, you're my child, and I'm going to give you what I have. I'm going to give you what you need for the day. Right. Um, no matter when that happens. Right. It's, and I think of, um, gosh, I think like of our mission partners who do good work and take care of people in really difficult places. And I think we all kind of have to fight that instinct sometimes to say, well, yeah, but are they helping people who deserve it? Right. Like, are they helping people who want to get out of poverty, who want to be able to get a job? Like, I guess at the end of the day, does it matter? Right. Are people worthy of, of a level of dignity and care that, that God promises them, as Jesus says in this parable, that, that everyone is worthy of regardless mm-hmm. of circumstance? And so it challenges us, not just like on a theoretical level, but also on a practical mm-hmm. level. What does this mean for us? How do we live out that generosity in a real and meaningful way without constantly setting our own boundaries on things of, well, but mm-hmm. are these people people really good enough to get my money um who jesus yeah. is contending mm-hmm. that there's not like a good enough there is just answering the need well and you almost you know i think of like the last coin last sheep last son stories right. i mean there's i think that the 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 comparisons the parallels are really huge and it's almost like we should celebrate <laughs> that their family gets fed today yeah you know, how do we have a celebration yeah. that they're going to be sustained for this day and so let's let's kill the fatted calf let's get the best ring on because let's celebrate that the lost who had nothing have enough for this day and let's celebrate that together as community and not continue to push them aside yeah like I worked all day and now my family gets to eat and Mm -hmm. hey this other family gets to eat Mm -hmm. that's great (laughs) right right we celebrate the getting to eat part right yeah maybe it's as simple as that I mean I think about loaves and fishes where they don't ask any questions they don't say have you eaten enough today or are you really hungry do you really want this food are you trying to get yourself in a place where you can provide your family their own meals and you don't need this I mean nobody asks those questions they say how many people how many meals it's for you it's for you And it almost feels like the sin of the landowner is to feed the last first (laughs) I mean had he paid those that came at 6 a.m. first they would have got their wage. They would have been happy because that's what was agreed upon. And they would have gone home and mm-hmm. never known that those hired at five Aww. got the exact same as they did. Yep. And so it's almost like you did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. You did. You wanted to there to be some disgruntledness mm-hmm. because you're trying, again, Jesus, you're trying to teach a lesson here. But had he done the reverse, the story doesn't show up, Right. right? Right. Yeah. No, I had never thought of it like that, but that's absolutely true. Because when I hear this story played out in my head, like if I'm watching it as like a TV episode, right? As those people who came in at the end of the day are getting paid, I'm seeing those people who started at the beginning of the day, you know, I'm seeing their eyebrows go up and them kind of, you know, giving each other a smirk because they realize that they're going to get like four times more than they thought they were. But they are not because they absolutely fully agreed to the terms and it didn't matter what anybody else got paid. Oh, I'd never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brutal. Uh, <laughs> it really is. It's 
Well, and yeah, and then the you know the whole is your eye evil because I am good, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's been holding on to that line. Yeah, he's been waiting for those yeah. early early adopters to say, "Hey, but what about us?" So that he could say, "What are you giving me the evil eye because I have been good mm-hmm. and ensured that all people could eat today?" Mm-hmm. Yep. Talk about a snap. Oh, my gosh, right? That is provocative. And then, I mean, so we've been talking about the context of it, right? And, and Hunts, you pointed out that, you know, in, in chapter 19, Jesus kind of begins his way towards Jerusalem. And if we're looking at verses, you know, 17, 18, mm-hmm. Jesus goes directly from this story to say, hey, we're going to Jerusalem, and that's where I'm going to die. Yeah. It's it, this. So the, these stories just get more and more provocative, more and more in your face and Jesus is saying more and more and and this is how humans tend to deal with this inbreaking of the kingdom of heaven they they get violent and angry and mm-hmm. frustrated mm-hmm. and disappointed and want to impose mm-hmm. their sense of justice right on the situation their sense of fairness exactly which is I get this much mm-hmm. and you get it's like it's like um, when you have kiddos that make a sandwich and they cut it in half, well, whoever cuts it, it's always makes a little bit more for them. Uh-huh. So the deal was one person cuts and one cut, person selects. Yeah, yep. and and that's what Jesus is saying here. I think yeah. I'm gonna you cut this, right. but then I'm gonna choose which piece this person gets. Yeah, yeah. My kids do that with ice cream. At my yeah. That's perfect. Perfect. I, the worst thing about ice cream in our house is that if I scoop it, then inevitably one has gotten more. And if I try to even it out, there is no such thing. Mm-hmm. There is just a very full bowl of yeah. ice cream. So, and then you got them leaning way down, looking at each bowl <laughs> yeah. to see if that's at the right, I'm the get right a level. Food scale. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, that's just how impulsive, how compulsive it is for us as humans. Like we're always looking for, did I get right. what I deserve? What I'm do- yeah, the sense of fairness. Right? And Jesus is saying, you got to get over that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not the way my kingdom works. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. my kingdom, the inbreaking of my kingdom is going to always be hard for you. Right. <laughs> if you are someone that, depending on if this comes to you as law, yeah. It's it's gonna challenge you. Yeah. Again and again, much like the rich man story. Yeah. Who had everything, mm-hmm. but it, and did all the right things, mm-hmm. uh, but was confronted with the truth that he could not handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jesus knew that one mm-hmm. place to poke. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof. And we often want to soften these parables, but I like that in our conversations today, it was no. Let's figure out the the places, the tender spots that yeah. are hard uh, to deal with, and that will continually help us to grow because that's what Lent is about is uh, this self-awareness, this self-reflection, this time of, of looking inward and then also this time of thinking about as a congregation, how are we living out? How are we a part of this inbreaking of the kingdom? Right. How yep. are we helping it to exist in our world and help the people who need it to access it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is uh, our conversation for today. Ooh, just a little Labors something. And the vineyard. <laughs> We're so glad that you joined us and listened to all of our thoughts and takes on this story. Uh, hoping that it blesses you for your week. And mm-hmm. as always, we close with Easter's mission statement to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week, everyone. May the road rise up to me.
Upon your feet.